Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com. And also the Hoop Heads Podcast Network on hoopheadspod.com. And I want to make an announcement coming up in the not too distant future. We will be on Sunday nights or Sunday mornings at 4 a.m. Eastern Time, 1 a.m. Pacific Time in the U.S. on Dash Radio. That's right. The Lakers Fast Break is invading Dash Radio. That's coming up in the not too distant future. So please go ahead and support us wherever you can. All of our social media. Please, we need your help. Already a thumbs up. We cannot thank you enough, Mr. Jamie Sweet, who's going to be joining us here today, plus Laker Tom. It is the Lakers. Once again, they played on Easter. And I want to wish, first off, everyone out there a safe and happy Easter. Hopefully you're enjoying it with your family and friends. We know a lot of people are still suffering the effects out there of what's going on with the world indeed. So we truly appreciate everyone out there spending part of your Easter weekend with us. But the Lakers did not have such a happy Easter today right from the get-go. It just seemed like they just could not generate enough offense. I know it just seemed like a broken record, but offense is still the issue with the Lakers. It's not about defense because when you're holding the Clippers to 104 points, that's not too bad. No point, no quarter for them over 30. In fact, none of them actually reached 30. So the Clippers actually did not muster a whole lot of great offense on their own. But when you're only shooting at a horrific 40%, 30% from the three-point area, it just didn't seem like the Lakers could generate or muster enough offense. And the Lakers, unfortunately, lose 104 to 86. They were never really in the game. It was very disappointing but not unexpected because this is kind of what we've been seeing lately from the team. But we're hoping for better things coming up. And to talk about the game and what's coming up in the week ahead are two great guests indeed. First up, it is the man behind Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Again, I mean, I'm not super bummed about it because this is what you're going to get when you have something like we're seeing without AD, without LeBron, without Andre Drummond. Uh, you know, it just seems like this is what you're going to get when you have a team that cannot muster up enough offense. Well, you know what's really disappointing about the whole thing, Gerald, is they didn't come out ready to play. No. You know, they came out. They came out like a bunch of guys who came out who realized that the other team had superstars and they didn't have any. Yeah. I mean, just think about the first two, three and a half minutes. Air ball, wide open three from the corner from KCP to start the game. Followed by Gasol missing a layup and then turning the ball over. Schroeder misses a mid-range jumper. And then... Morris throws the pass into the backcourt to Kuzma. So all five Lakers players in the first three and a half minutes screwed up. Now that's a sign of a team that's just not ready to play. That's a sign of a team that doesn't have confidence that they can win on any given Sunday. And uh, the results were losing by 20, by 20 or 18 points and 18, 19 points and, and basically losing the three point shooting situation as they always do it seems by 21 points seven threes i'm horrified at the decisions by the front office to ignore the modern game and the three-point shot 
And to think that they can somehow survive and win another championship without having three-point shooters. This is the modern NBA, Rob Palenka. Get off of your butt and do something about it when we get to the summertime. Because this team is not going to survive the NBA playoffs with this kind of shooting and this kind of role players. We are talking about two superstars surrounded by 13 other players who couldn't start for any other team in the NBA. Wow. I'm out. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's a little on edge after what Jalen Suggs did oh, to man. his team during the weekend as well. So it wasn't the exactly the Basketball gods best. should be shamed. Um, you know, that was that was a terrific performance by UCLA, who was the better team the entire game through. And for the basketball gods to allow a shot like that to end it, I'm done with college basketball. Oh well, <laughs> welcome, welcome to my world. <laughs> you know what, Tom? Though I got to give UCLA a lot of credit, and also the fact that that was a fantastic game. It's one of the best college games that's been out there on a high profile in quite some time. Also want to thank so much J. John Sarceda for the heart on Facebook and also Vincent for the thumbs up as well. We truly appreciate it. But here today to talk about the game. And Laker Tom, I cannot say I blame you, but it's so funny to see your transformation from we believe in Rob, we believe in Rob, we believe in Rob to get off your butt, Rob, get off your butt. Well, I've never agreed with a lot of the decisions, but I've I've always held by the standard that He's a professional. He's got the inside information. I'm nothing but a fan with a big opinion. And so, you know, you you can't really compare decisions that I would make as a fan with the professionals that are sitting there. But all of us have seen across the league, across every sport, these professionals make decisions that the average layman just shakes their head and says, what the heck are you doing? And the formula for winning with LeBron James is to surround him with Three-point shooters. The Clippers at least understand that they got seven guys shooting over 40%. We got one guy shooting over 40%, and the only reason he's shooting over 40% is because he won't take any more shots because he doesn't want to lower his percentage. That's Caldwell Pope. Uh, it's just beyond me. You know, it just, <laughs> I don't even want to say it. Say uh, it. It's know. the ghost of Mitch Kupchak and uh, Jim Buss. No, no, it's even worse than that. <laughs> well, you know what? They, but the they do have Byron a, a world. Well, they <laughs> oh, do have Lakers. a world championship behind them. Uh, you know, we got to go ahead and give him some credit to go ahead and and build a team that worked in 2020 in the, under those circumstances. But you're right; it's not working right now. It's not working at all. And uh, you know, you see the cracks, uh, which again, uh, a lot of things that we pointed out before the season, which everybody was saying, there's this huge chasm between the Lakers and everybody else. No, there wasn't. And all it took was a couple injuries to the right individuals for it to show. And we're seeing that now. And it's going to be a dogfight. As soon as AD and LeBron get back, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. But it's something not that easy I to come back and uh, with just eight or nine games left in the yeah, season. Absolutely. And pull it all together. You know, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I and, think a lot of... Uh, I think a lot well, of Lakers well, fans are... Let me add one more thing while I'm on a rant here. Okay. The other <laughs> thing that really bothers me is I'm rethinking, too, all of the logic that said that the Lakers winning in a bubble was a sign of their superiority because they avoided the best players. They avoided the best superstars in the competition just by the fortuitous nature of the Clippers and the Bucks choking and not even making the conference finals or the NBA finals. No, they played Harden. Uh, he's no slouch. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I, I think they played Lillard. They played Harden. They played Lillard. They played Butler with Adebayo. Like I, I disagree with that a lot. Uh, yeah. I think that that, denig that that denigrates a lot of. It can't work both ways. It can't be like what a place, great bubble where championship. Are the, where are the Heat doing now? Huh? How are the Heat doing now? Well, well they started. They started rough. They started really yeah. rough, and now we're having hit in a rough patch. So I, I would argue that we are having kind of bookend mirror seasons to one another. Now you I talk about the basketball gods. We don't have gods. anybody on the team who can step up. Well, that's Again. obvious. Well, I mean, <laughs> obvious you, you talked about the basketball gods. The next the basketball man up gods. has disappeared. Well, you talked about the basketball gods. The basketball gods are not on our side right now. And again, this is a team that was clearly made for two individuals to be on the floor with them. And without them, it, obviously, there's a lot to, there that's missing, especially on the offensive side. But here today to talk about today's game and also what's up in the week ahead 
is a good man indeed. You got to catch all of his great articles as five things are going to be hopefully on the way. But you got to go <laughs> ahead and check out his articles. It won't, it won't be so great this time. Oh, it won't be so great. Day. I don't know that. I don't know if the three of us can come up with five great things about yeah, the game. Yeah, his articles <laughs> are titled Five Things, Not Five Right, great. That's, right. Okay, that's well, true. Okay, that's true. Things, Thank you, Tom. Five Thank things. you, Tom. Five things. things. Five great things. or not, it's it's just, you know, five things I noticed. That's it. It's just me. Five things. Five is, things. Well, a Five Things article is coming up, and you got to check it out 100%. at Lakerholics.com. And it is Jamie's Sweet. And Jamie, again, it's all about the offense. Offense. It's just something they cannot generate. It's, it just looks very bad. I mean, Kyle Kuzma, who did so well in Sacramento, he's airballing free throws again. It just It's very embarrassing to see. I mean, the inconsistency is – I mean, that's why you cannot put him on the pedestal. He, he was talking such a big game a little over a year ago, and he was talking about taking that next step, and he, you hear all this from him. And then you see all this. And even after the 30-point game, you hear his comments after the game and you think, okay, can he take that next step? He's not. And I'm not sure if he ever will consistently, at least on the Lakers, as far as I'm concerned. This has been a great like little little window into I mean, let's first off, we have to be realistic. Like the Lakers are missing 48 points per game and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You can't just take that out of a team and expect that to magically appear from anywhere, especially not with a coach like Frank Vogel, who just doesn't have a lot of interest in coaching a dynamic offense. He wants the offense to make the simple reads, make the extra pass. That's a very, you know, that's like high school basketball style things you tell your team. He's not a dynamic offensive coach. He is an extremely dynamic defensive coach. And I think that the Lakers would do well to find an addition to the bench that, and especially if Jason Kidd gets a job somewhere else, somebody who can come to the bench and like find some more out of, squeeze a little more out of that rock because I don't think enough has been squeezed. Uh, I don't think that we've run anything different since LeBron went down. The offense looks exactly the same, but without a player of that caliber to drag the defense into the paint. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. You watch a lot of our possessions, and guys, Schroeder, KCP, Caruso, of all of the players on our team, THT is the only one who can get to the rim fairly consistently. The problem being is the level of control he's under when he gets there. But that's a skill that I think he'll develop in the next year or two, which is exactly why I think the Lakers didn't trade him. Whether that was a good idea or not, I I tend to think it wasn't, depending on the player we could have gotten. That wouldn't have been a sticking point for me, but again, like Tom said, we are we are we are but fans, and we, there's probably, hopefully, please, some bit of information that we're lacking that Rob has that he was like, ah, Kyle Lowry, whatever. But anyway, I, I thought tonight, you know, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I was very disappointed in how we started the game. We played great defense tonight. The Clippers didn't even shoot ten free throws as a team, so we held them to the point total that they had by playing good defense without fouling. Clippers have better shooters. They have they have, uh, they have their superstars healthy, and they got Patrick Beverly screaming at the other team uh, when they try to shoot threes on the other on the other end. So, uh, you know, all of that I think was a big recipe for a Laker loss. And the other thing I think it's important to, to note is that I mean Tom brought up the bubble, and so there are actually some similarities as to what's happening right now. There's only one major difference. The difference being the cushion that the team last year had versus the non-cushion this team will have going into the playoffs this year. But we are going to essentially get the same version of LeBron and AD 
where they come into the playoffs rested. They have what feels like a scant number of games to like tune up their games and get things going with the team. And then everything's going to matter again. I think the Lakers are probably going to be a play-in team. And to be honest, normally I would say that that's a problem. I think for this team, and I know that anything can happen in the game, but I think for this team, extra games are important no matter where they come from no matter what the stakes are this this team once ad and lebron are back is there's not going to be practices we already know that so that this team is going to need some time to, to cohese and to gel and that's my biggest concern but i think that uh, if any superstar can walk into a situation like this and make it any two superstars really it's not like ad's game is going to change like he's going to come out and play exactly like he's always played he's going to take shots that are there he's going to create offense for himself he's going to play hard on defense LeBron James is going to be the same way. Might their jump shots be a bit, or might their legs not have like a a lot of minutes in them? No, but you know, that's kind of a playoff recipe anyway. So I think that, you know, provided we don't fall, provided we don't fall to 10th place, I think that we're going to be fine. I don't think there's any team that when we're clicking and I mean, it is, there are three players who I'm disappointed who haven't stepped up. Everybody else, I'm kind of okay with it because that's what they're not. They're, they don't have big contracts. Not much is ever expected them of them. And they are the ultimate role players. So like the Markeith Morrises, the Carusos, the Matthews, while like I would like for them to play better, I don't really expect them to play better. But for the KCPs, the Schroeders and the Kuzmas, guys who signed big deals or are looking for big deals, who are trying to show that like they're this next big thing in the NBA, they're not doing it. You know, one of those three has to really those is those are your starters. Right, those are the guys who have the ball in their hands the most. Well, in theory, I don't know. I think KCP must take be a union guy because I feel like he gets fifteen minute breaks where I don't even see what he's doing. I, I look around the warehouse and there's no KCP anywhere. I don't, he's it like standing whether he's in the game or not. Is sometimes, yeah, dude. I mean, uh, it's it's astounding to me because I felt like he was so active last season. I felt like whenever I saw, and maybe that's maybe that's what happens when you lose a player like. Rajon Rondo, like or you a get guy, a ring and you're a little, you get a ring and a contract, uh, or D all of the above, right? Like it could all of those things. I think maybe factor into a little bit. I also think that whatever ankle injury he suffered, like within the first six weeks of the season, I don't think he's ever come back from it. He doesn't look like he's moving very smoothly out there. I don't, you know, he just looks a little. He just just doesn't look like KCP from last season in any way, shape, or form. And that's been to me the biggest disappointment is either guys who played to a point last season and helped win a ring have regressed. And I would put Caruso in that list as well. I thought Caruso had a much better season last year than he's had this season overall. Yeah. Although that three-point shot looks like it's rounded back into form. So that could be a good thing, especially when LeBron comes back. If he can get that going for the playoffs, that would be that would be huge. Anybody, on the, I, I don't care who it is who can get the three-point shot going. Two guys need to be able to hit the three, one off the bench, one is a starter, or this isn't going anywhere. It, it doesn't really matter what two guys, and I think essentially that's what, Vogel and Raw. I mean, that's what they bet the farm on last season. It's not all that surprising to me that that's what they bet the farm on this season. And you know, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I guess we should expect Andre Drummond back on Tuesday, theoretically, right? So we'll see. Theoretically, right? So that could be a little bit of a boost. But I, I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't really wowed and. Yeah, it's hard to judge him on that in that in that amount of time. That, that's a it's a poor thing. I don't. It was just a disappointing showing on account of everything. You know, well, just another injury. Good, and, if he comes back he, on Tuesday, that is yeah. at Toronto, aka Tampa. So they yeah. don't have the they don't have a center. On a center. Yeah, they. they <laughs> I mean, I guess the technically they do. actually stunk up the joint for yeah. all season. All season. Uh, I think he should be able to go ahead and play decently, if not well, in that game coming up on Tuesday if he's healthy. Francesco Gironda, wearing this shirt is not for these players who played tonight, saved themselves in a few. Kuzma is a disaster. I mean, it's just a matter of consistency, Laker Tom. I think he's the one individual I say the most. I know everybody points to Schroeder. I know everybody points to Montrezl Harrell. I thought Montrezl Harrell would come out with more fire today. I was kind of disappointed in seeing his effort because obviously he always should, in theory, knowing his mentality, want to make a statement against the Clippers. But with Kuzma, it's just a matter of I don't know where his head is at from one game to the next. It's kind of funny because Kuzma basically came out of college and came out of his first year with the Lakers. Basically, as a reputation of a guy who could make buckets. And, right. <laughs> um, and that was about all he could do. You know, he wasn't <laughs> terrible on defense. He didn't really distribute the ball and, uh, right. uh you know, didn't, re- so didn't rebound when the rebounder, you know, right. Exactly. So then, you know, he gets put in a situation where 
the Lakers bring in two superstars who play the two positions that he can basically play, the three and the four. And so all of a sudden, there's no route to being a starter. So what's the guy do? He, he goes out and, and all of a sudden really understands that, okay, if I'm going to be important to this team, if I'm going to get a contract, I got to do the little things that are needed to fit in with LeBron and AD. And I'm not going to worry about starting and so forth. And so he becomes a better defender. He becomes a better rebounder. He becomes a better passer. And the truth of the matter is, is that those really are the strengths of his game, the diversity that he has. He's not a specialist in that sense. He's a, you know, he's a jack of all trades and a master of none. And that in many ways is better than most of the other role players the Lakers have who are masters of nothing, but jacks only of one or two trades. Um, They're all flawed players, you know, and, and the problem that the Lakers have had, and, you know, some of this you can give to the defensive side of the ball because they're not going to bring in guys who don't play defense. Some of it you can bring into the attitude because they're not going to bring guys that aren't team players. And so you see them turn down opportunities left and right through the last two years to bring in guys who get buckets, you know, because those guys who gets buckets, there's something about them that doesn't fit with the sort of team first, defense first mentality of the Lakers. And in many ways, I think that has capsulizes what the flaws of the roster are, that they don't have guys who can step up and get buckets when you need them. The players that who can do that, they're usually stars who are willing that come onto a team and are willing to sacrifice and take a lesser role because they want to play on a championship team. And, and then when needed, they have that ability to come out and get you 25, 30 points a game consistently, you know, because they once were scorers. They, they, they proved that in the league. And that's one of the things that I think has been a misjudgment by the Lakers front office that they did not, make sure that we at least had one or two of those guys, whether they were, uh, and and listen, I've probably been on that same side, whether it's been a a DeMar DeRozan or a player like that who maybe doesn't fit the mold in a lot of ways, but there are times during a long season and in a playoff situation when those are the difference makers, the guys that you can have will come up and step into it. The guy who was at, uh, was that position last year for us was playoff Rondo. He made such a huge impact in the playoffs that he was the third star. He overshadowed yeah. KCP. He became so oh, yeah. important. And he's, again, one of those players who has that ability. A guy who's proved it in the past, maybe doesn't do it every day in the regular season. But when you call upon him to do something, when you really need it, he could deliver. And we were going to miss him sorely when we get to the playoffs this year. We miss I mean, him now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, you know, just the, just the, just the knowledge me, he brings to the game. Me, you know, yeah, roster construction always looks different in retrospect. You know, it's mm-hmm. really great to have that rearview mirror to look back there and say, whoa, you know, we should have thought about this and that. So my hope is that the Lakers see what's happening now and win or lose. And this is really important. I mean, win. Or lose. Even if we win, we cannot forget what we've learned right now about the construction of this roster. We lack shooting. We lack playmaking. We lack rim protection. And if you don't do something this summer to fix those things, whatever championship we won last year, and if even if we won this year, will be the last championships that this team will see with LeBron and AD. Because the league is getting tougher. We're putting together, are all improving and and it's going to be hard to go against a team like the Nets with three superstars, and, and you the only window, have two. And, and the window for the LeBron window. is closing. Let's yes. be, let's be real about this. The let's window for totally. LeBron is closing. Two so. major injuries, two years in a row. Two out of three that years. Does it right there? Two out of three years. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't a, somebody fell into LeBron. That was that's not something LeBron breaking down. Solomon Hill fell into his leg. Like that's that's very oh, different. Play, like. man. Right. You it know, was just a it was just a chaotic play. Your fellow pro athletes. 
I mean, he was going for. I didn't. I didn't fault Solomon Hill for that. I thought late. he was. I thought. It, I thought he was going for the loose ball. I mean, would it have been nicer if he had kept his bounce? hundred percent. But I mean, we could say the same thing about Lamar, Lamar Odom rolling into Andrew Bynum's. You know, it, it happens in basketball. And Kobe, Kobe, Kobe and Kobe, right? A whole also and right. It happened twice to Andrew Bynum, two different meetings. So, those are unmalicious plays. I don't fault Solomon Hill for trying hard. I, I would want him to try hard on my team. And I fault him for trying hard. I fault him for being reckless with somebody's career. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't think he was intentionally reckless. I think that, that that's LeBron being reckless and that he well, chooses to play a professional sport. Intentionally reckless is it's careless reckless. Well, I mean, right now, you know, THT plays with a careless recklessness a lot. It was a lot. basketball so I, I, play. He's, he's, the he's, yeah. Driving through, he was Listen, for the ball. The ball was on the other side of LeBron's legs in that play. I've watched it over a number of times. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, don't think I, it was a dirty play. I don't think it was a dirty play. I don't say it was a dirty play. I'm saying it was a reckless play. Well, it's, it's a play that could have injured somebody. Like yeah, I don't know. I mean, point is, it it's happened, and that we should, should have gotten, gotten a playground one, just like I, landing underneath the person's jump shot. Well, I thought Gasol should have at least gotten an and one on one of his threes today because uh, Zubox came out of nowhere and right. <laughs> into him on the end of a shot. I mean, this, this is the NBA. These things are going to happen. After the you first know, three and a half minutes, I turned the sound off because I just couldn't stand oh. Gundy's ramblings and ravings about stupid things that don't matter. Yeah, I I don't listen to ESPN or TNT if I can avoid it. I, I I'm a Spectrum Sportsnet guy, and I'm 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 happy to I'm happy to listen to uh, Stu Lance and uh, Bill McDonald. They, they, Still, one of the worst trades of the Rob Palinka era is the Zubats trade. But we hundred percent, I don't. I mean, the, the only other thing was like when you let guys. I think the only other worst thing, and I don't think this happened. Well, this kind of happened on Magic's watch. We let Randall walk for nothing uh, to not get anything for that caliber of player, especially how you, when you see how he's tearing it up in New York right now. You're like, how could you get? nothing for that i mean for a team that you know well, is going to be star for first time, he's, he's grown a lot since he left well and that would be so then yeah, that he is has, so, he, he has adopted and evolved from the individual yeah. that he was playing for the lakers that's i agree we have a parallel with dennis Schroeder. i don't think you could have for, i don't think you could have foreseen the way julius randall has developed in that fashion, become an not the three ball. He's he's really become the, a proficient three yeah. ball shooter. The three ball, I never saw. I I always thought he would be a pretty good playmaking forward yeah, and get into the paint. Free throw shooter, so you wouldn't really expect him to all of a sudden flourish on the three. And maybe you know it could be an outlier. Could be an yeah. outlier like shooters three point shooting last year. Or KCP's three point shooting last year. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the that's the nature of professional. No, that's the nature of professional sports. Things ebb and flow, and sometimes it's season to season, and you just need to take a step away and to hit the gym and get your mind back right. You know, when it, it comes to Kyle, well, that's what I think is going to happen. I think Kyle Kuzma is going to get traded to somebody, and I think it's going to be for, you know, a decent player. I think that uh, the Lakers are probably, and this is the summer, obviously, and it's impossible to say how things will go, and this, this is probably putting the cart before the horse a little bit in terms of, like, you know, first we have to get through the regular season and the playoffs, and all of that could, ch- all, all of what happens then could change what everybody's saying. Hopefully uh, but not. if you were to, you know, if you were to start the summer awesome. today, if you were to start the summer today, I think you could pretty much say Kyle Kuzma's going to get traded, and the Maybe Lakers aren't going to, uh, uh, I, yeah, if you can, I, I don't know. Yeah. You, oh, can you have package. to, it's ballast, it's salary. Yeah. Ballast. You have to put KCP and Kuzma together to like generate interest. I feel like, and then attach a THT or I don't know what first round pick coming down the pike. will be able to actually trade. That's not deferred to New Orleans or. I don't think they, they should haven't... trade their first round pick. I don't time. either. I don't think, I think they should keep them for as long as they can. Cause they need to restock the yeah. farm a little bit. They need um, to they're going to trade the current one and the 27 one. But you can't trade I, the current I, one yet. You can't trade the current one. You're only no, crazy. you can't. You're wrong. They'll you don't it understand. It's deferred. No, I didn't say, you can't. I didn't say they wouldn't. The, I didn't say, hold on. I, yeah. we, time out. Yeah. I didn't say they wouldn't. I just said that legally they cannot right now because well, the Legally they rule. can't, but they'll make a deal and then it's agreed upon all the time. You know, they just won't uh, consummate the deal until... Same thing with free agency. Uh, they make deals all the time where they then shuffle around and decide which ones goes first when they finally consummate them at the end of the moratorium. That's a little Mel Gibson conspiracy theory more for me. I, I think I, I think that the Lakers are going to keep the pick and it's going to be a player that they'll need down the line. Um, I would say this: if the summer for me, if the summer started today, I would definitely be in favor of Kuzma in case of getting traded. And there's no way I'd pay Dennis Schroeder a penny over fifteen million dollars a year. And actually, I predict that he's going to regret not taking that twenty million dollar extension because he's not going to get anything like that if he keeps playing like this. This is not a twenty million to say nothing of more than twenty million dollar a year player. He's a he's he. 
I mean, it's like saying you would pay Alex Caruso $20 million a year. He's like essentially a little bit better than Alex Caruso right now. You know, has better handles, gets to the rim, finishes at the rim a little better. <laughs> I don't think it is. I mean, they, they both are cut from the same no, cloth. There, there's they, a big difference. There's a big difference because, you know, I, you can't you can't compare them both value-wise because Schroeder is going to get at least $20 million from somebody, probably the Lakers. Oh, that better um, not, that'd be a worse and, money and worst at worst we'll <laughs> sign and trade him because we can sign we can sign and trade him away that i would sign love. And trade you we just can't bring somebody in who was signed by another team to be traded to right. us right. we well, have to get um, more than 84 million dollars for four years because that's what he was recently offered and passed up well yeah sometimes he may not get he, he may, like yeah. jamie said if he doesn't play much better i don't think know, he's gonna get I, i'm telling you I, for Four years at nineteen million dollars. He's either got to show up huge in the playoffs, right? Because look, he's—I mean—he's the point guard. He's the starting point guard. He has the ball in his hands the most. And what has changed about anything that's happened since LeBron went down? Nothing. Like if three guys that are—if the—if the three starters well, don't have we dynamic lost the games, only games that he was out badly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, whatever. Like that's—that's that's an outlier. How many games was he out? Like five. Three, three. Right. I mean, a handful of games at best, yeah, right? But, so that's, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not a very large sample size to be like, oh, my gosh, this guy's He'll be, replaced. He'll be replaced at point guard. I sure hope so. I mean, I will say this. As the sole owner and proprietor of Team Run It Back this last summer, I would just <laughs> like to say we should have run it back because that's what made sense to me last summer. It made sense to me most of the year. It makes sense to me now. If you look at Lakers who are not on the Lakers anymore, how they're playing, aside from Rondo, who – did his normal Rajon Rondo thing in the regular season? Be like, oh, this knee. Oh, gee, there's no way I could play for the first two thirds of the season. I don't think. I, I'm so painful. Yeah, you know, now he's going to play great and help the Clippers probably win their first NBA championship. He didn't look uh, too good today. A lot of turnovers and lousy. Defense. Yeah, that's how he looked in the regular season all last year. He would like, right. you know, make bonehead plays, but then when it mattered, he was he locks in. Like and, and, and that's a mentality thing. That's the that's what I don't see. I don't I mean, you 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 said it at the beginning of the show like the mentality coming out of the gate was wrong. The mentality right. of the players who aren't stepping up is what's holding them back. It's not that they can't make jump shots. We know that Kuzma can score. We've all seen it. Right. It's not that Schroeder can't be a good point guard. We saw it last season as the backup to Chris Paul. You know, all of these things aren't untrue now that they're Lakers. It's just no. that they aren't they're finding it. Opportunity with this right. They're not, they're, they're dropping the ball on their chance to shine. And so that's why I don't think that some of these guys, you know, Kuzma's lucky he just signed his extension. You know, AD's lucky he signed his extension in the summer because there's no way he would have gotten, you know, it would have been very interesting to see what would have happened this season. If AD had not, you know, the, the number of games that he's missed, the way that he had to drop down from the season before to this, if he would have gotten as much money as he would have gotten summer, I think probably he would have because the Lakers gave away the farm and also Grandma's house and the. Well, uh, we didn't. Before. We really, but, we really needed trading pieces. We really needed right, trading no, pieces. No, hundred percent. That's why those salaries are. Those salaries are so we could trade for guys who were making more money. Which yeah. we didn't do. No, I know, which is bad. <laughs> which I know drives you mad. It doesn't drive me as mad as it drives well, it, you. It's like Schroeder. If you want to, if you want to make Schroeder an effective player, you don't pair him with a guy like KCP, who is no. a right. You pair right. him with a guy like Kyle Lowry, who shoots seven threes a game and can handle the ball, so he can play shooting guard because he's right. got speed. He plays good defense. He's got he's smart he's got attributes that could really. Right. I mean, and that's a solution that they're going to have to make. If they're going to keep Schroeder, they're going to have to find a point, a real point guard who really. Well, I mean, when he, that's what happens when he plays with LeBron, right? Now he is, in essence, the off guard. He, he right. LeBron controls yeah. the ball, and then KCP gets to stand in the corner, and nobody cares. No, now that there's that no anymore. LeBron, everybody cares that KCP's still standing in the corner. So that's that's I, 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 some of this is still, I feel like, on the coaches. I don't feel like the Laker coaching staff has made any adjustments whatsoever to any of the injuries at all. I think we trotted out pretty much the same as we do every, every game. And I think that that's kind of insane. I don't understand why you would do that. Like it's if something like major regular season doesn't matter, let's just get through it. Yeah. But I think it does matter. I think now that, especially now that we're, that there's going to be, I, I thought it mattered even before I knew fans were going to be no. the same simply from a seating standpoint. It didn't matter but, last year. I mean, I I don't think that's true. I think that, I mean, I, I know I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm in a pro, proponent of that, but yeah, I, I think that that's I think an there's element, a psychic there's an element to that with the Lakers and Frank Vogel that yeah, 
you know. No, I that agree with that. Shots will start to fall. That right, right. You know, the law of averages. The law of averages is going to be bigger than the law of analytics. Right. I think is how they, they play yeah, the game. The Nets aren't going to be any bigger challenge than the Heat were. I honestly, with it, like the way Embiid came back, I'm still calling Philly coming out of the be East. A bigger challenge than the Nuggets were. It's going to be. It might be Clippers 76ers, man. Uh, I think that that's my call at this point. If you had a tournament, no problem. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, but these guys have had a lot to take off their chest. Our own Easter bunnies from Lakerholics.com have had a lot to take off their chest I'm today. throwing eggs. I'm not hiding eggs. eggs. I'm yeah, throwing eggs. They're hiding eggs all over the place. psychology tour today. They're I'm not hiding eggs. eggs I'm, all I'm over throwing the ready for the Raptors. Actually, if there are any kids right around them that are actually like your daughter, Jamie, that's trying to find eggs, I think you're so mad right now. You're going to find them. You're fucking, you're going to find it before her. You'll spot them down them like all of those ads. Same thing with your grandkids, Tom. Same thing with your grand. You're going to go ahead. You know, you're so I've mad. I've hugged now. my grandkids for the first time in that. eight months, man, and it was so good. Nice. You're going to find the eggs, and then you're going to give them the basket and say, here you go. I did nah, the work man. for you. I'm so mad right now. The Lakers are making me angry. But Mostly angry at the Bruins game. That's just ever since that game, I've just been on a tirade. Jalen Suggs is really good. Uh, he's actually up on my. You know list. what? None, none of those guys. Here we go. On the Zaga, <laughs> are going to be anything in the NBA. You watch and see. Oh, Especially no, that I, big I, center. I, what? I wait, dis- disagree. Okay, Timmy may. Right. Timmy, Timmy, won't, make, gonna, Timmy won't even be a lottery pick. Timmy, Timmy's not going to be a lottery pick. He's going to be right around he where the Lakers make are. It. He ain't going to make it. He's, he's going to be a scrub. He's going to be right around pick. where the Lakers are at. With Timmy, it's up for debate because he doesn't shoot from the outside and he does have foot speed issues. But And he doesn't have any hops, man. He's going to be a scrub. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that. I didn't say that. But when it comes to Suggs, Suggs is the real deal. Suggs is absolutely the real deal. I'm not going to hear that on we'll Suggs. We'll see if his shot is for real. We'll the see the, the one guy that impresses me who can shoot on a team is Chris Burton. Well, he's yeah, but he's got to be more than one-dimensional. I hope If he can play defense at an at at elite level or a high level, he's going to be a good 3 and D player. I'm going to say that right well, now. Well, he doesn't play player. D, though. He's, he's that's a 3 player. That's, that's his issue, and now he'll have to work on that. But again, you know. None of those guys could stop any of the, the any of the Bruins' top three guys. They took him one-on-one over and over. Well, and vice versa. Exposed him. Vice versa. If I right. there for the UCLA players as well, they didn't play good defense as well. Ultimately. Yeah, I thought that, that that game actually come down to what I felt should have been a non-call at the end in overtime. I thought that the last call called against UCLA was just like two guys playing hard basketball and should have been a non-call. Then that big shot wouldn't have mattered because it was a three-pointer. But the momentum, I thought, shifted a little bit there. And I thought, that, I mean, here's the thing. Basketball is basketball. I mean, it, those kind of shots go in. That's what, that's what, you know, I can't, how many games of Magic Johnson went first on those shots like that? Yeah, we don't doubt Magic Johnson. I wouldn't great, have minded you know. if it had been a switch, but the bank in, <laughs> the bank in is like the ultimate, what are you the talking ultimate about? disrespect for the game. Oh, but it's not disrespect for the game. What are you talking about? Yeah, that kid works so, I'll bet that kid works harder on his jump shot than any of us work on anything at all. Like, come on, man. He's no, not Steph not... Curry. He doesn't go out there and practice those shots. He's in college. He's got, he's taking biology today. Come on, like, get, over, get off his, he no, has to a go. Game like, that, a game like that <sighs> should not have been decided by a shot like that. 
Well, it did, and we'll but see what happens Monday in the national okay. championship game. Okay. While uh, Jamie and Laker Tom are taking Easter it's eggs true, away the baskets yeah. from kids everywhere. Gerald, I'm not hiding Easter eggs. I'm just flat throwing them. I'm, I'm not. There's okay. not the hiding. I skipped the hiding. They're, they're, I'm, I'm, I'm lobbing grenades today, man. It's, it's, All right. All duck, right. duck and cover. My girls are a little too old now. They did color some Easter eggs for some kids for my wife's work and to their families, but I thought that was really cool. But it's cool. Yeah. You know, there. I got. Do you want me to hide some eggs, girls? They're like, no, Dad. Yeah, no. <laughs> you should have your kids hide eggs for you and make it like a yeah, real put, challenge. Put twenty dollars bills. Yeah, that's going to be five dollars. I'll just crack food, the shell, put salt on, and eat it because I like boiled eggs. I like me too. Me too. That's yes. what I'm saying. There you go. But anyways, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and hit you guys up with this. Not only with five things from Jamie Sweet and also as well Laker Tom with his great articles, but the Lakers do have a road trip to go to. This is actually game game two, two right. of the Lakers road trip. They're fifth place right now, 31 to 19, dropping down in the standings as we expected. They're on for the next week and a half on the road. Yeah. It's kind of uh, concerning for us as Laker fans, starting on Tuesday in Toronto slash Tampa. So I want to hear your thoughts, Jamie, on the road ahead. It is, again, they'll be playing, I guess, the next five games on the road. Yeah. You know, they've got uh, games in Miami, game in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, just it really doesn't get much easier for them no. right now. And they also have games against uh, the Knicks and Charlotte, who both been playing, depending on which day of the, the, the week it is, pretty good and not so good. So I want to hear your thoughts coming up on the next five games for the Lakers and how you think they'll do. I mean, the pessimist slash realist in me will say one and four, but I think that would have, that was before Hayward went down. So actually I now, I would say two and three because I think we'll be, I, yeah, no, that team's, I, I, if we lose to, to Charlotte at, as underhanded as they are, then I don't see a lot of hope for this for any of these guys in the playoffs, that's the kind of game you have to like take it upon yourself to go out and win. Not like, like let the wind come drifting to you from across the ocean, but go out and grab it, <laughs> yank it down to you and say, you're mine. They didn't come out that way today and they have to come out like that every game. They're not going to win if they come out like, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe we just might win today. Huh? That could happen. Well, I don't know. And like, that's they only like- have one of their stars. Because that's what they usually do when they see a, a patsy game that they think they they can go ahead and take easily is they'll give you know maybe Kyrie a night off or maybe I, I there's actually they've actually even had all three stars out for a game I think it was last week so I don't know that Steve Nash will treat this as a patsy game I think that he wants to like that, that he it doesn't matter you don't have a message by anything because you don't have LeBron and AD you don't but, yeah no I mean, the but it's a statement game today it don't make us it doesn't make a statement because you don't have LeBron and AD no but it doesn't make a statement to the public but it's it's but more it's for the guys the in your locker room it's more for the, the Lakers everybody a, that's the first truth everybody likes to beat the Lakers when you say the W's next to the games against the Lakers and your win-loss column you go all right it doesn't matter when we had Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball you think people didn't love beating the Lakers against the yes of course they did it didn't matter it doesn't matter when LeBron's hurt or not hurt people like to beat the Lakers but I think that for you know, guys like Reggie Jackson, Zubats, the, this is a statement game. Like, these are guys who haven't proved anything in the NBA at any level, really, other than they can stick. And, you know, you, you, you take you take little victories with you from the regular season. I think that the regular season is often devalued because of its length. And I, I think that there are little victories like this that you can take with you. And so if the, if the scrubs from the Nets beat the scrubs from the Lakers, then – in a way, that's a statement game about whose scrubs are better, right? Like, those are the sort of situations that if, if we come into those arenas and that's how the opponent is gearing up for us and training us, it's more of an insult and more of a denigration on us if we don't step up and take those games from those teams. You know, this is a real chance for the Lakers to redefine their season. Oftentimes on the road, the Lakers have redefined their season. Can it happen this term? I haven't seen very many positive signs <laughs> indicating that it can have, that it can, but, you know, We'll get Trey back, so we'll see. We'll see what that does. We'll see what that does. I think we're going to beat Toronto. I think we're going to beat Charlotte. Uh, I think we're going to lose to New York. I think Julius is going to want to beat up on the Lakers because they let him walk for nothing. And New Jersey is a wild card. He has to. I, he has to be let go. He has to be. Who? He has to leave. Who? Julius. He has, he to, has leave to leave the Lakers. Knicks? Not, not to try to keep him. Oh really? Well. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't get something for him. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, that, that, that's what, oh, that's nice and all, but that doesn't mean you just be like, all right, you know what? You're the number seventh pick in the draft. And we, we've spent all these time and resources rehabilitating you and working on your game. Yeah. You get out of here, buddy. See you later. I, I don't, I don't see, it. but you know, it is what it is. So there's no, there's uh, no, the sp- it's just going over crime. Yeah. But again, it is the Lakers going ahead for the next five games out on the road. Laker Tom, you're the eternal optimist with the guy with the has been often been accused, usually by me, of having those rose-colored glasses on. But lately, you've not they've not been rose. But you're going three out of five, three out of five. All right, see that's the optimist. I'm going two out of th- uh, two out of five. I'm going two and three. But what are your thoughts on? how you think and where you think the Lakers will win. Well, I think we're going to beat Toronto. I think we're going to beat New York. And I think we're going to beat Charlotte. All three teams don't have any bigs. See, that's the problem with this team. If you go out there and you're facing a team with a superstar, these guys just crawl into their shells and they come out and play like they did the first three and a half minutes today. But if you come out and you're playing the Kings or you're playing some of these other teams that don't have a superstar, all of a sudden, then they feel like, hey, we have a chance and they'll come out and they'll play a better game. And it's just the personalities that we happen to have on this team. We don't have there is no next man up mentality of this team at this point in time. So whenever they feel like they have to be a next man up to win a game, they're going to lose that game. And that's why they're, you know. And the other thing that's funny, too, is that you don't see teams fall into Jamie's Admiral Akbar treat and, and have trap games when it's the Lakers. Oh, because if the Lakers are missing, if the Lakers, well, Sacramento fell absolutely, into Jamie's it. absolutely right. When the Lakers are missing players, that's okay. not a trap game. That's an opportunity game for them to get revenge. Sacramento and, fell into it. Yeah. but No, I mean, Sacramento didn't fall into it. Yeah, Sacramento just wasn't good enough to do it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just about like that. the They've Knicks aren't good well enough lately. to do it. They, and the Raptors aren't good enough to do it. And a lot of it has to do with size. If we go up against a team with size, we have real problems right now. No. But, the, okay, when it comes to Toronto, we don't want to go ahead. I mean, Toronto's just – you don't know what team you're going to get. They've been, for the most part, disappointing, but they do have that 50 Well, Kyle Lowry will probably have a 40-point game. Yep. Uh, they did have that 53-point win over Golden State recently, nah. so we got to go ahead and keep that in factor, which team will show up as far as it's concerned. But – Again, it is the Lakers, unfortunately, getting uh, hammered uh, here on Easter Sunday, 104 to 86. But that doesn't mean we don't wish you a happy Easter out there, even though we didn't exactly have the happiest Easter with us, with the Lakers. But before we head on out, Laker Tom, you're going to have some angry rants, not only here on the Lakers Fast Break, coming up in the not-too-distant future, but also as well at your awesome site, Lakerholics.com. My next article is going to be the big trade that the Lakers should have made and need to revisit. <laughs> now I'll leave it at that. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, well, but again, you know, Laker Tom is going to put a little bit, a little more. He's got a lot yeah. of articles upcoming for Lakerholics.com. Plus also catch his site medium.com. Also want to thank everybody that was watching and listening from all around the world. We truly appreciate you checking in with us. Once again, we, this is the Lakers fast break. If you have any questions for us at Lakers fast break on Twitter at Laker Tom on Twitter, Jamie Sweet, you can always get a hold of him through us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, or just put a comment today, Lakerholics.com. I do want to again announce that coming up in the not-too-distant future, we will be on Sunday mornings, 4 a.m. Eastern, U.S. time. We'll be on Dash Radio. That's right. We'll be a part of Dash Radio as part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Of course, catch all their great shows today at HoopheadsPod.com. But once again, yes, go ahead, Laker Tom. Now he 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 said he was abrupt for the first time ever. He was very abrupt and short, but now he has to say something. Well, I just I just wanted to add a couple of things that we've made some changes at Lakerholics.com. And Jamie is now the is now the associate publisher of the site. And we have a brand new five things page that has all of his articles there so that you can go back and and go back to the history of it and follow those things and replay those articles. There's just a lot of great stuff that you'll find on there. So uh, I want to thank Jamie for his constant participation in the site. He's one of the movers and shakers that really keeps everything going on the site. And I can't thank him enough for all of that participation and pleased to have him as my partner in, in publishing the site. 
So Thank you, Tom. Be, it's very... Sounds like you should be walking around with an attache case or something, just right there, <laughs> I, I think... going into your local Starbucks. I don't. Know. I might. I might have one somewhere that I've put uh, old tax forms in there or something. There. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Just look busy. <laughs> just try to look busy. Make sure you get that office window space that overlooks the city. There you go. All right. <laughs> so I'll be there, my uh, green screen. will be my green screen. Will be uh, my office on the seventy eighth floor. There. Yeah. <laughs> after you eat all the the hard boiled eggs. That's but right. I guess I'll tell you what, I do want to go ahead and say congratulations to Jamie Sweet, but also Laker Tom and all their efforts, Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. We miss you, brother. I hope everything's well with you out in Canada. No, I'm not even going to try that strange brew. Yeah, you're right. I could back when the movie was around in 1983, but yeah, I can't do it right now. So yeah, I can't do it. But again, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you watching and listening. We'll be back on Tuesday. Plus, I'm also planning this week if I, you know, I know we were talking about it, so hopefully we're going to be able to do it. Rafael Barlow, my good friend from NBA Draft Junkies and the man behind the hit show on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NBA Draft. I loved his shows. In fact, he just had on one of my favorite guests, Michael Weisenberg, a perspective insight. You got to go ahead and check out their conversation on the Locked On Podcast Network. Please, it's a great listen. And of course, I'm go hopefully going to have him on the show we're talking about. He's going to probably jump on a show this week, so I'm looking forward to that. But again, we will be back on Tuesday after the Toronto slash Tampa game. We'll be there talking about the game. Hopefully, it'll be a Lakers win. We'll get back on the right track, but the Lakers do head out on the road to continue their road trip after a 104-86 loss today to the Clippers. But again, we want to wish you a safe and happy Easter from all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>